2 plus 2 is 4 minus 1 that's 3 quick math Wait, this is an episode about math? After the beat Hey everyone, welcome back to the Insider Show And if you are new here, I'm Galvin and your host for this podcast If you aren't following my Instagram and you would like to know like, um, when, when new episodes are up uh, Which is every Thursday you can follow my Instagram at Tangerine. That will be T A N G E R I N E. But anyway, um, today we will talk about a course that is quite foreign to most people: math. So our guest here is actually my neighbor, like literally next door neighbor. Okay, some of you might be confused because Ryan, like in the data science episode, right? Um, he was my prime. Uh, he was he was my previous neighbor, and since I shifted to a new room, um, Lin Hang here is my new neighbor. So. Anyway, let's welcome Lin Hang and yeah, please tell us more about yourself. Okay, so hello, my <laughs> name is Lin Hang. Uh, my full name is Huang Lin Hang. So mm. I'm a fourth year, final year student from yeah. Applied Mathematics. Applied so, Mathematics. Yes. So um, there are, if I'm not mistaken, there are two types of math, correct? Yes, that's correct. So what are the two types of math? So there are two uh, different de- uh, different degrees mm-hmm. in math departments. One yeah. of them are applied math ma- uh, math applied mathematics program, yeah. which is what I am in, and in our is pure mathematics. Okay. Yes. So what's the difference? So I would say that although these two are uh, two completely two de- uh, degrees, you yes. will have two completely different credentials, but Realistically speaking, they are just two different specializations in the sense mm-hmm. that most of the pure math students and the applied math students will share the same set of modules to take. Okay. And their transcripts are therefore very similar. Mm. And a lot of uh, the knowledge they learn are they learn will also be very similar. Mm. Uh, the significant difference will usually come from, you know, a, a set of high-level math modules you would take. All right, so like so the 3K, 4K, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So like for 3K and 4K modules, applied math students will usually choose those who that are kind of more useful in real life. All right, like, like for example? Yeah, for example, uh, financial mathematics mm-hmm. and uh, some uh, like data science modules mm-hmm. and also like game theory and stuff. All um, right, okay. And uh, also, uh, then for applied math students, they will usually go for more advanced and the theoretical modules. Oh, so applied math is actually more theoretical? No, like oh. uh, applied math students will go for uh, mathematical finance. Oh, okay, okay. Like game that. theory. So the pure math one will... Yeah, yeah will go for more advanced and the theoretical one. Okay. Yes. So you are in applied math, right? So yeah. I was wondering, because you mentioned like, to me about your FYP, some yes. something about proving a theory... Uh, um, equation, I would say, is it correct to say? Yes, yes. Right. So then, why are you into pure math then? Since you are in applied math. Yeah, that's right. a very interesting question. Like, yeah, that's a very good so, question. Um, s- technically speaking, it should be under pure math, correct? Yes. Because you are proving exactly. equations and yes, uh, yeah, it's a more advanced, like I would say, and not being applied in real life. So why are you into that track? So like, yeah, it's. It's completely my own personal preference. Mm-hmm. So like uh, around like around the third year, I realized my interest is more in pure, pure. math stuff, like more yeah. theoretical stuff other than just the applications. Mm. So I want to go in depth. Mm. Therefore, uh, uh, for uh, FY, my FYP, I also choose the like 
fairly fairly quite. Mm. But although like I I was like solving equations, this stuff, the, the equations I solve also have very deep real life applications. Mm. So like it's not completely not completely far away pure. From, yeah. Right. Far away from apply math. I won't say like it's it's still pure math. Mm. Like you can consider it as a pure math problem, but like yeah. it's still applicable in your real life. So it shouldn't be considered as not apply math. So right? in yeah. that case, right, I'm just wondering, like in you said that in year three onwards you kind of like pure math more than applied math. Is there a ch- is there a way to change your degree in year three and year four? Since they are kind of um interrelated, right? Yes. So the modules you take in year year one and year two are roughly similar. Roughly, yes, so yes. is it possible to from a to, to change from applied math to pure math and vice versa? It's completely possible. Like I know a lot of people do that, but mostly it's like transferring from pure math to applied mathematics. But mm-hmm. we know there is a uni- uh, university wise policy that you cannot change major after I believe after the first semester mm-hmm. in year three. So mm-hmm. after that, so you basically your major is fixed. But before that, I feel like, yeah, it's completely possible for you to change majors. Mm. And it's not hard for you to, like, if you are applied math students, you change to pure math. You just basically switch one of the two, yeah. one, one, one or two modules you are about to take yeah. and take one, one or two more modules, mm. like more elementary Depends ones. on when yep. you decided to change, right? Yes, but like, even you change very late, if you change very early, then you don't have to yeah, you, take you extra, right? Yeah, you don't have to change it. Like, you won't feel any difference. Yeah, correct. <laughs> but if you change a little late, I feel like it won't be as much as difference. Yeah, as you co- as yeah. compared to from, let's say, uh, engineering student changing to math. Yeah, also, definitely. also, like, it's completely possible for applied math student and uh, pure math student share completely the same curriculum, but mm. graduate with different degrees. Oh. Because, <laughs> yeah, because y- it's just like the department gives us a lot of freedom to choose mm. whatever modules we want to take. <laughs> so, and a lot of elective modules can be yeah. counted as both the requirement of applied math and the pure math. So mm. most of the time, because there are just a lot of overlaps. So yeah. yeah, correct, correct. So I was wondering, therefore, what is one topic that is very important in math? Like, let's say pure math or applied math. So, let's say, for example, before coming into uni, let's say a JC student who just graduated. JC will be junior college, right? Yes. So, they just finish their A-levels and then they want to come into math and then they want to maybe pre-learn something or yes. get a hang of a particular topic. What do you think is the one of the most important math topics that they can pre-read before coming into uni? I would say the most important one, mm. like, and this is not only for math students, I also for like physics students, okay. is calculus. All right. Like, I know, like, you might have, mm. you, you were learning some calculus during your JC, right? Yes, yes, sure. right. Yeah, but like, most of those calculus are not like quite the same as the university okay. one. Like, most of them are just like, you just plug in this formula, mm. you do this integration so there's a trick here you just go through this you can get yeah. a result and like uh, so but like for university it's very important to understand what look there those those things are doing mm-hmm. like you need to understand what's going on with the integration and the uh, differentiation and stuff yeah so i would recommend just you know just read a couple of or like just one or two introduction calculus textbooks mm. so you won't be as much as uh, you ex- experience as much as cultural shock when mm-hmm. taking university course, 
And also I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like calculus will be enough because for other modules, I feel like usually professor will consider you are relatively unfamiliar with the subject. Yeah. So they will start very slow. So in year one, right? Yeah, yes. especially during year one. So it's kind of okay if you uh, go for it unprepared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say, uh, so like, it's correct to say that you don't really need a very, very strong background. Uh, yes, yes. I feel like it's kind of a misconsumption. Like you have to be extremely good mm -hmm. at math in order to opt for math. Otherwise, you will be just demolished. So then what is... <laughs> What what do you think is one trait that a good student in math should have? Because you said that you don't really need a strong background, right? Yeah. So let's say they, they are not very strong in math, but they're interested. Uh, so let's say they come to uni. What do you think they should have? So first of all, I would say like, even though you might not be very good at high school math, mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean you are not good at math in general. Mm -hmm. Because the university math is it's actually very different from mm -hmm. uh, JC math. In what way? Uh, it emphasizes more on thinking. Okay. Yeah, right. like problem solving. Like you need to actually prove something. Mm. Like prove something is right in, instead of just like using formulas to solve mm -hmm. problems. So like they require like sort of different kind of skill sets. Mm. So like so it's more like it's not um, like they give you an equation and solve it, but mm. you need to think of what equation to use kind of thing is it uh yes but not quite like mm -hmm. you you be, for example you need to uh for example a, typ a typical math questions in university is like you are given this equation okay one plus one equals to two mm. and you are asked to prove this using what you learn from lecture mm. so like you like uh instead like in in jc what you're be basically what's giving is like one? yeah what's one plus one like all right kind of. okay so it's more like a Proving an observation. Yes. And also like some kind of, some kind of pattern recognition, mm. I would say. What I was trying to mean is like, uh, even you might not be the best mm. in your JC, it doesn't mean you won't be good at math in college. Mm. So don't don't be disheartened yeah. by that. So just wondering, right? What do you think um, a normal graduate, a, math gra a graduate with a math degree, right? What do you think they will usually do? Okay, so for example, applied math and pure math, right? What's for applied math? What do you think they can go into in the future after they graduate? I would say like math major is one of those courses that like actually provide a lot of different pathways mm -hmm. for you to choose. So because like like there are a lot of jobs in different kind of industries that require math skills. So mm -hmm. therefore, there are a lot of different choices for you to take. So uh, I feel like one of, just to name a few popular choices that uh, apply math students will choose. So for example, um, I have a lot of friends who are currently doing internships in financial industries. Mm -hmm. They work as uh, uh, quant or quantitative analytics okay. uh, in investment banks. All right. And uh, also uh, there are some of my, stu uh, my friends who are, uh, doing data science mm -hmm. in in uh, a, a variety of sectors, so yeah, yeah because a lot of uh, kind of like it's kind of very popular nowadays. Mm. Data science, yeah. yes, yes. So I'm just wondering, like, how is math relevant to financial sector? Well, because like if you uh, when it comes to investment banking, mm -hmm. like especially 
the, the one that deal with stock markets. Okay. So we were use mathematical models extensively mm. in that case. So you, you can basically see like the, the, the curve of stock index mm. is kind of like some kind of curve that you will see in a mm. math textbook, right? So like people will use different models to model that. Therefore, I would say mathematical models are intensively involved in financial industry. Mm. What yeah. about pure math then? I would say uh, because, so first of all, I would say because of the similarity of these two courses. Yeah. So yeah, you can choose the same thing mm. as a primary student if you yeah. like take the right modules. Yes. And uh, for pure math, I feel like most of those pure math students will be interested in uh, doing theoretical stuff. So like they like were yeah, they were staying in academia for their degree mm -hmm. and stuff like that. What is one job um, that pub the public, the general public don't really know about that a math degree holder can go into? So like, for example, you mentioned financial, right? Which yes. is quite uh, it's uncommon to the pu general public, I would say. Because I, I mean, I yeah, assuming yeah, yeah. that I'm the general public because like, I don't know, right? So what is another sector? I feel like, yeah, math students can really do a lot of different things. For to mm -hmm. name a few, like there are a lot of my friends who about to graduate, like is doing startup, mm -hmm. like doing, well, I, 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 I'm not sure where I can explain what they are doing clearly. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's called virtual capital, virtual capital. I don't know. Okay, what, what is virtual capital? It's basically like you are giving, like you are collecting money from rich people. Okay. And then you invest those monies on startups. Okay. So like if those startups succeed and the rich uh, get rich, you can get some sort of ah, reward okay. from it. So it's kind of like a, you're helping someone to, helping yeah. the rich people to invest. Yes. Right. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like uh, it's not completely related to what we learn mm -hmm. from math uh, courses, but I feel like because we learn math, we kind of like, it's kind of training my our brain to think mm. more logically, more clearly. Therefore, mm -hmm. it's kind of, yeah, making us like a suitable candidate for yeah. these kind of jobs. What about you? What do you want to do after you graduate? In, oh. Which is in a year time, right? Yeah. yeah in one year time. <laughs> I would say I, I'm thinking about continue learning stuff. Mm. Meaning I will probably go for a master and PhD mm. or something. In Singapore? Um, well, I work consisting of as one of my s options, but not mm. the only one. Mm. Because like, if we want, if I want to stay in Singapore, uh, like I don't actually want to stay in US because I mm. don't want to work with the professors in my <laughs> department. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope they won't hear. That. They won't. Hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, so where do you consider? Uh, I know, like there are a lot of good grad schools in US, mm. also in Europe. So like, I won't limit my option just But I mean, like, that given the situation, do you think it will be better by the time of next next year? Well, I, I usually won't consider like, take into account the current situation, probably oh. because I cannot predict what Fair will happen. <laughs> so so um, if COVID-19 is not present, then you would choose US or UK as one of the top choices? La? Right. Yes, I would say that. Yes. Mm. I mean, I personally, I think. I mean, I also want to start st go deeper, yes. to study deeper and like, perhaps, go for a PhD as well. Because I I feel like. Uh, learning something is 
fun. fun, right? Yeah, and you discover new things. I would say it's something that um is meaningful to me. I would say, yes, in a sense, you kind of contribute to mankind, human mankind. You know, yeah, I totally humankind. understand. That's very you get me, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not saying that other jobs don't contribute, but uh, in different ways, lah. I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but also, um, I think without a scholarship, then it'll be very difficult, lah. You know? Yes. So, I think in the US, they were PhD is fully funded. They are fully yeah, funded. PhD I think is like a job instead yes. of like a s- oh not study. yeah not well paid one. So it's okay, not too bad. Like, I think it's maybe three three k around there. Yeah. Yes, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah, ultimately, you get um, a degree. Already, yeah, get a degree. Yeah. I mean, when you start your job, and like let's say you don't you don't go into PhD, you go to normal normal workforce. Maybe your first starting pay is maybe three point five four, right? But with a PhD, you yeah three lah. But at the same time, ultimately four years later, you get a cert that might give you a higher pay in the future. Yes, so, yes, yes. Right. So, I think in the long run, it will still be beneficial lah. But pay is not the most important thing, but you still have to um, take note of the pay, right? As <laughs> compared to your peers who might be getting higher as well. But anyway. So coming back to the <laughs> the topic of math, right? So is math a knowledge based degree or like a practical degree in a sense? It requires social interaction. So for example, I would say um, generally like life sciences is more of a knowledge based degree yeah. as compared to medicine, where medicine requires more social interaction. In yes. In let's say we talk about hospital versus a lab setting, then definitely the lab setting will be more knowledge based, right? And then the hospital setting will be more social based. Yes. What what about math? I will feel like it is the most knowledge based <laughs> major <laughs> out there. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's kind of the same as like the public perception of math. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like too knowledge based yeah. because there's like there are actually a lot of math students who. Lack social skills. <laughs> 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 okay, I, I was thinking, right? You know, um, what? Do you know that? Like, I, I don't know what's the term called, yep. but uh, do you do you feel that because whatever you learn is so specific, so in depth, right? That there is not a lot of people you can talk to, in about a sense, about whatever you do. Like, so for example, if you uh work in a hospital, then you interact with patients, right? Yes. Then you have stories to talk to your friends or talk to someone new, right? Yes. But because what you study is so knowledge-based, then it makes you feel hard to open up in a sense what you do because people don't really get it. Do you feel that? Yeah, that's definitely true. Like, I feel like, yeah, like you, if you learn, uh, if you know some math students, you can, f- you will feel like they are generally kind of reserved mm. about what they learn. Mm. Because it's not actually that interesting at least from an uh, outsider point yeah, of yeah, view. Yeah, correct, correct. So but to them, it's most likely it's going to be interesting. Like, yeah. Because they know the basics, right? Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so continue. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is kind of highly emphasized on knowledge you mm. have. But I would still say social skills are important. Mm. So, for example, you you might need to actively communicate with your professors in mm-hmm. order to actually understand things properly. Mm-hmm. Because like, professors don't usually know how well you digest the, the concepts. Yes, exactly. So you need to, uh, at, at least I feel like you need to communicate effectively. To let them know that you yeah. w- you understood what they explained. Yes. Right. 
and also whatever ideas you have you need to let them know to allow them to like 100% digest yeah. what you are trying to tell them yes especially for like math like it's mm. very hard to actually convey your ideas mm-hmm. because all things are very abstract abstract and complicated mm-hmm. so it it re- actually requires a lot of effort to mm-hmm. for you to pick up this kind of skill to like communicate effectively although we are uh we're, we're talking about the topics as extra yep. as math so what are some kind of modules that math majors have uh for, like for example do you have lab-based modules because in life sciences definitely we have lab-based la, right because yeah. life sciences is mostly focused on lab so what about in math well i would consider uh, advantages of math mathematics there are not a lot of labs out mm-hmm. there so like we don't even have a lot of project-based modules out there mm-hmm. so most of modules are just you know like you learn this thing and you take exams then you get like it's just all the ca mm. and uh, I, but, but there's still a lot of like i would say lab ba- it's not lab based in the sense that you need to do experience and write reports yeah. and something like so get frustrated mm. by results mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> understand that understand that <laughs> but it's just like like for example we have uh in applied math we have a lot of computer based like programming based modules mm-hmm. so you so need what to do, you do so you basically uh like Every two weeks or every week, you need to attend a lab class where you are mm-hmm. l- you will learn like how to code stuff okay. like that, and uh, yeah. Is it f- for general knowledge or like it's relevant in, like, very relevant in, let's say, academia wise? Uh, I I want to say you 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 what you learn is like generate coding. It's basically, just like you take one module and this module like this subject require you to learn a software mm-hmm. and use this software to uh, code a certain type of system mm. and you just like basically attempt the lab uh, every week or every two weeks to learn how to code that mm. and so like what that. kind of coding do you usually do like is it a very intensive one or like a oh well, just for a just to let's say come out with a math uh, model uh it's mostly i would say it's mostly computation and the simulation so like mm. it's not le- it's definitely not as intensive as those in cs department mm-hmm. and like you don't actually need to like usually you don't spend too much time on that yeah and you won't take too much of your ca components yeah so yeah i would say yeah it's not that much the lab draw lab works in math mm-hmm. yeah what is one advice you could give to the incoming freshmen who yeah, who are deciding if they should take math or not, and if they should take applied math or pure math. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I would say like, don't think of yourself as not a math person. I mm-hmm. feel like yeah, like you might not be perfect in math during your yeah. high school, but it doesn't mean you won't succeed. Mm. So just have that confidence and don't be scared away. And uh, secondly, I feel like uh, if you want to go for industry you want to use math in the industry and make money. Yeah. Like, because, you know, if you, like you are in pure math, it's actually very hard for you to get rich. <laughs> 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 so, like, if you, you, if you want to go for that, I think definitely open like for... investment uh, kind? Yeah, like, I definitely open for math. So mm. if you are, like, very, very, very interested in pure, like, solving math problems, mm. you just, like, you, you're just obsessed with this kind of puzzle-solving yeah. things, then I will feel like a plan is for you. 
and also uh, another general advice is that uh, because in math, like the Harman usually where it gives us a lot of freedoms in choosing whatever modules we want. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like uh, if you want to offer math, you should take that as your, uh, to your advantages yeah. and choose whatever modules that you think benefit you the most. Mm. And then SU it, like, if you don't do well. <laughs> right. If you can SU it. Yeah, if you, correct, correct. I mean, like, if it's a 1K, you can. Like, 1K yeah. module, you can. But 2K, a bit difficult. Yeah, there are not Then a lot 3, most likely, you can't SU already. I feel like there are only one one K modules that you can SU in math. Cost two K, cost two K. Oh really? Yeah, those modules that doesn't have a prerequisite lah, you know. Oh, okay. Cost two K, like yeah. COS two K. Yeah, that one the coding module you can SU it. So, okay, that's just coming <laughs> back. Right? I was just wondering, what kind of equations that you need to prove? Like, <laughs> okay, the only equations that I know right are yeah. like um. There's this equation that it's like a, they always say it's like a million dollar question, million dollar equation. What equation is it? Uh? It's a very popular equation. Uh, I know a couple of them. Okay, you can say one of it. Uh, uh, you know Riemann hypothesis. Yes, Riemann hypothesis. That was what <laughs> oh, I was talking that's about. That's not the equation, but oh. yeah, it's it's a million dollar problem. Yeah, what was it called? Ray Raymond. Raymond hypothesis. Raymond hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's it about? <laughs> so, uh, to talk about this, we first need to introduce the concept of prime numbers. Do you know okay, what? Yes. Yes. So, um, one is not a prime number, right? One is not. So two, three, five, seven. And so yeah. On so so basically, numbers that has no divisors. Mm. They are they are uh, prime numbers, and the Riemann hypothesis is basically about, you know trying to find a pattern of mm -hmm. prime numbers like like layers like talking about whether there is a pattern in prime okay. numbers so the reason why Riemann hypothesis is such a famous question is because it's very difficult to prove mm. like it, it, it has been around for centuries but like no one can figure out how to even approach this problem mm. on like like to this day mm. so that's why I ca I kind of feel like it's very important. Also, I know that like, prime number is important in a sense. Uh, a lot of things require prime number, like ATM, right? I think. Yes, exactly. Uh, prime numbers are very important in uh, e cryptology. Mm -hmm. I guess there's a name it. So, like, if you want to generate a very secure password, mm -hmm. especially for like banking and all other things that require extensive cyber security, mm -hmm. you will usually use prime numbers generated is partially because we don't know the pattern of prime numbers. Mm. So like it, it kind of make make it harder for hackers to crack the code. Mm. But if we like if we can solve Riemann hypothesis, then it's possible to find a pattern yeah. to prime numbers. So it will be easier for hackers to hack your hmm. password. That's interesting. So like it's kind of very important to uh, yeah. for us to at least know whether there's a pattern or not. So um, the, is that the reason why, you know, when, when you sign up for any account, then they ask you for to type in your password, then they give you, you type in your password, then it shows, is it strong or weak? Uh, <laughs> so is it correct if I put a lot of prime numbers it'll be a strong password well I'm, I cannot say I'm not familiar with this so <laughs> I cannot give you a definite answer but mm. just know prime number is very important in there. I know that about uh, this because I took this module it's called uh, SP1541 you took SP1541? SP1 yes yeah then they learn about this insect circadian oh yeah is it circadian? no? yeah yeah cicada cicada sorry cicada <laughs> Yeah, cicada. Circadian is a different thing. Cicada, <laughs> right? Yeah, it 
mates in in the um, prime number years, I think. Yes. Seven and eleven, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So every seven year or eleven year, then they mate or something like that. Yes. Yeah. It's quite interesting, but yeah, I don't really like that mod. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> A lot of English involved, you know, yeah. different type of writings. But yeah, very very English based. Yeah, sorry. What what other equations or hypotheses that are interesting to you? Yeah, like, like personally, I I don't I didn't even know what Riemann re Riemann hypothesis was. Yeah. So I feel like another question that interests a lot of mathematicians is called p equals to m p problem. Okay. Probability. So, uh, it's not a probability problem. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's more of a, a CS problem, actually, computer science problem. Okay. So, I don't know the precise statement of it mm-hmm. because it's kind of difficult. But like, uh, it talks about how fast a computer can solve a problem in mm-hmm. general. So like, uh, it, it I kind of feel like this 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 uh p equals to np. Like, if it is proved, then it means that computers can solve all the problems at a maximum speed. Which means okay. like no matter how complicated the problem mm. is, there will always a fixed upper bound mm. for the computer to solve those problems. Yeah. And uh, if li- this uh if this P equals to MP is deep deep proved, then mm. like there's no layer like mm. upper bound. So like it's kind of important for, for like computer scientists to mm-hmm. re- to know whether there is an upper bound or not. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think like this is actually uh, like kind of one of the most important p- questions. Why is it important in computer like, science? Because yeah, I think yeah, if you know, if you know and you don't know, why 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 is it important? Because we actually re- like we, there are a lot of computations, very important computations in real life that let me to use uh, very intensive computer uh, computer power. Mm-hmm. For example, if you want to calculate the the orbit of Earth, okay, and uh, or the orbit, uh, as large as Earth, as small as electron, okay, yeah. Or if you want to, like even you want to p- predict the the weather, okay, then you need to model the whole weather patterns, mm-hmm. and that requires a lot of computational effort. Uh, efforts. Okay. So, the reason p equals to mp is important. And again, I'm not very familiar mm, with this yeah. problem. It's completely possible to, for for me to say this all wrong yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like disclaimer so <laughs> yes yeah like because we have a lot of complicated problems mm. that we require computers to solve mm. so it's kind of important for us to know like where there is just an upper bound like no yeah. matter how complicated the problem is we can always solve so it it's in like a fixed a number oh. of time okay okay that, that makes sense yes. you know I actually approached one of my profs right yes previously uh, I was thinking if, okay, you know cells, right? Like, yes. Okay, I was thinking of in life science terms. Uh. So cells, uh, a lot of people might not know what cells are, like, or maybe they just know briefly what cells are. But inside the cells, there are a lot of interactions. Yes. And um, I think you can kind of think of it as like a country where people interact with each other, maybe bump into each other, then say hi to each other. Yes. Then make someone happy or make someone sad kind of thing. Yes. So proteins interact with each other. In, uh, it activates it or in, inactivates it. So, and a lot of protein interactions. Uh. Yes. So, um, but the thing is, sp- uh, specific protein will interact with specific, uh, with other proteins that are very specific. Like, it will not randomly interact with another protein. So, pr- for example, if protein A interacts with protein B, yes. 
and it doesn't interact with protein C, it will not interact with protein C although they walk past, they come next to each other. Does it make sense? It's not like yeah. a magnet that attracts everything. That's, I feel like yeah. it's related to the shape of a protein, right? Yeah, correct. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like a lock and key. La. So yeah. there's a lock and key hypothesis, right? So if you have a different lock or different key, you cannot interact with each other. But anyway, so I was wondering if uh, computationally, right, it is possible to maybe mimic a cell, you know, then that will require a lot of computational yes. work, right? So that's what you're trying to explain per yes. se, right? Yes. From Earth, how, how do you... Uh, Compute of module modulate uh, model model sorry yes uh. model earth right or model the weather or model the electrons yeah yes. so I think that was kind of related so I was thinking if you could um I mean definitely you can but depends on how much power you need right yes and how what to what degree uh or what extent you want to me you want to model it until like is it fully the same as in reality and Actually, a lot of things are not discovered yet. Like, so, how yeah. are you going to, um, you know, how are you going to show something that is not present yet? And how do you, who who will update it as well? You know, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that was what I was asking my prof. Like, then, yeah. but he say he don't have the CS module. <laughs> I mean, like, he he's a life science prof. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then then I emailed one of the CS person then they didn't reply me so i was <laughs> like uh you know what never mind i mean i i, I can partially answer your question yeah, yeah. actually so like one of the kind of a very hot topic computational biology is how mm. to mode uh, how to model cancer cells mm. how to model the growth and development of cancer cells this question is very very hard because we know mm. cancer cell is kind of very complicated yes, yes. in its own way so like I, I believe I, I attended a talk mm -hmm. of uh of a mathemat mathematical biologist mm -hmm. and he says that if we really want to uh module um, if we really want to model like cancer growth, we need to require all of the computer on the earth mm. to to just like model like a very very small collection of cells Damn. because there are too many variables we need to consider. Mm. Oh, so means yeah. my, my dream is crushed. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like not, like we, not my dream. Yeah, but like it just <laughs> currently we don't have yeah. that kind of technique. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. uh, okay, honestly, I think if you want to model cancer cell, right, yeah. you have to model a normal cell first. Because yes. if you can model a cancer cell, means you can model a normal cell, right? Yes. And what normal cells are more predictable than cancer cells because, yes. uh, I mean, like normal cells have been. Um, not say that cancer cells have not been together with us for a very long time, but more normal cells are more well studied. I would say, like the function of um muscles and so on and so forth, right? Yes. But I actually I wasn't thinking so deep into that. In a sense, like how so so much protein interaction. I was just thinking of maybe like for uh general public to go and see what a cell is and what's inside a cell. And for example, yes. like for secondary school or JC. Yes. to have a glimpse of what they are actually studying and how it relates to what they are studying. But um, I mean, you will slowly just develop up, la, at go in-depth and in-depth. But yeah, I, I would I would say it will require a lot of computational um, power, like what you yes. said, right? So yeah, okay, yes, we were talking about the... What, what, and P equals to MP, is it? Yes. Yeah, that, that theory. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, coming to an end, um, any last words to the listeners? Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't prefer this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just um, any last word? Good luck for your exams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say by the time they're listening to this, it's maybe uh, exam period. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. Or maybe they just finished exam. Maybe midterm. Like, I just finished midterm, I would say. Yeah, roughly that. But yeah, good luck for your exam <laughs> or your finals in maybe like six weeks from where you're listening now. Yeah, yeah but anyway, uh, thank you, Linha, for joining us today and provided us with a glimpse of what math is about. So see you all in the next episode. Bye.